Hello, nerds. We're brought to you by Proper Cloth. Proper Cloth is a premium quality, perfect fitting shirt that you can buy over at propercloth.com. Now, here's the thing. When we're getting emails from you guys, a lot of common questions are, how should I dress for my date? How can I look really good and really proper for my date in a way that will impress her? Here's the thing. There's really no right or wrong answer, but if you're wanting to leave a really great impression, Proper Cloth is going to help you with that. Now, six months back, they asked me to try out one of their shirts and they said, our shirts will last a while. Yes, they do cost a little bit more than your standard shirts, but they will last you a lot longer and that dollar will go a lot farther than it would with a bunch of these other shirts, which will rip, which will tear, which will look worn down and ratty after a few washes. Not with proper cloth. Not only is it custom fitted to fit your body in a way that's going to make you look great because that's the thing fitting clothes really does matter you don't want a shirt that looks too big on you or a shirt that looks too small on you and with proper cloth they make sure that the shirt looks perfectly fit on you so it is properly conforming to your size and shape which is great that's what you need now here's the thing these shirts do cost a little bit more and the quality is in the pricing of course but we're here to help if you use gift code nerds and love at checkout you will get twenty dollars off your first custom shirt now again these shirts do last a lot while but we're going to give you a little bit of a discount here so that you can get the shirt that you need and get into a shirt that's going to get you more dates and hopefully more success in your dating life so check out propercloth.com see what kind of shirts they have and hopefully you can find one that will get you farther in your dating life with that said let's get on with the show thanks for your time she won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm actually awake for this episode. Uh, maybe- Yay! <laughs> I got at least like five to ten emails after the last episode of Kurt. Five to ten? <laughs> yeah, around but that range. At least range. people can start about your sleep uh, habits. That's wonderful. And people are like, people love you. Did Kurt just wake up from a nap? Or is Kurt tired? <laughs> It happens. It does. And, you know, it's like, it's one of those things, like, 
you know, for you and I both, like, this podcast is not our day job. So we still have... What? I know, It's not right? your day job? I know. If only I feel like I was totally swindled. I know. <laughs> I was not promised this when I started recording this podcast. No. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where, in my mind, I'm always like, you know, I come and do this. And, you know, obviously we'll bring energy. But sometimes you just get done with the day and you're like, you know what? I'm just exhausted. Right. So... And plus, sometimes you just start feeling under the weather or whatever. This is but true. We try to be perky. But I did. Um, I did see that uh, a bunch of people loved um, the Gordon Ramsay meme that I made last week. <laughs> that was hysterical. Yeah, people were like, you know, that's that sounded very spot on. Well, explain to everybody if they haven't heard. It, so, so yeah, so you know, normally with this podcast, it's very conversational. So. You know, like, for instance, I might say something and then Steph will give, like, feedback on what I said and vice versa. Well, Steph had said something and she she asked me what I would be what I what I thought is in like for me to provide feedback on what she said. But I misheard that as what do you think about the actual email? But I had already mentioned what I thought. So me and my like stupor and confusion, I was like. I already told you my opinion. I already, yeah, I already gave my opinion. And I'm like, no, your opinion on the thing that, that I just responded to. Like, what's your opinion of my opinion? Yeah. Which is funny. Well, as I, soon as I said, I'm like, oh, he's going to say something. Because <laughs> I don't think I usually do that. I usually don't ask you for your no, opinion. No, I, uh, I don't really care. No, that's not true. <laughs> and I mean, but, most people who were like, not asleep would have been like, oh, do you mean like... <laughs> Uh, you know, so responsibly, but yeah. So yeah, oh. listeners, <laughs> we all got a chuckle out of that. I oh, even God. saw somebody posted the episode on Reddit, and a bunch of people were like, "Oh, really?" Like, yeah, well, like there's like occasional people who will post the episode on Reddit or something, and so cool. I think somebody had posted it on Reddit, and like one of the first comments was like, "Is this dude like asleep or something? Like, did he just wake up? He sounds totally out of it." And oh, like, what subreddit was it in? I can't remember. Was it in the podcast subreddit or something else? No, I think it was in dating or something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yay. Thank you, dating subreddit. Yeah. Thank you, dating subreddit. Um, Oh, and then you have an AMA and I have an AMA, so people can look those up. Yes. Mine was a bit of a disaster, but that's okay. Mine was totally awesome. (laughs) I was all excited for mine until I realized that there was people who used to be on a podcast that was on this network and they decided to sabotage it. It was, I think it's still up there somewhere, but it was just a disaster. But oh, is I had a lot of good questions. I, there was, there were some good ones in, in my AMA. Yours was great too. I read yours and it's fantastic. So thank you. And, and we showed up for you too. We gave you, we gave you some. I appreciate it. Yeah, there was more people on our side than the people trying to sabotage the AMA. But, you know, sometimes it happens. Some people are just out with a yeah. vendetta. You can't help it. Well, I mean, I think that's the thing about, well, this, this is like online dating, too. When you do something anonymously, mm-hmm. you're more likely to do stuff that you probably wouldn't do if your name was on it. Exactly. So. Uh, as a friendly reminder before we dive into these emails, this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. So if you do need actual professional treatment, you can always reach out to staff or uh, I think you've mentioned before, you can go to Psychology Today and uh, find somebody in your area if you're looking for someone more local. Um, at stephaniesarkis.com. I've got a contact page. Yeah. 
I actually mm-hmm. had somebody who emailed in and they had oh. said that they didn't even know about psychology today, but they were looking for someone to get some like more, uh, like more in the line of mental health treatments. Mm-hmm. So they actually checked out the website and found someone in their area. So I'm glad. Oh, good. Yeah. Like I know obviously we're, we're more dating advice, but I'm glad that we even just made that connection for someone to go find that website when they probably weren't aware of it to begin with. So yeah. It was awesome. Uh, and I like it because you can divide it into what issues you're having and what mm-hmm. language you want to speak and gender of the person or non-binary, or you can look up any any characteristic that you, you'd prefer. And also by insurance, too, if you want to go through insurance. Yeah. So. so. And I'll just say a disclaimer that I have a blog on Psychology Day, but it's not connected to the directory. But just in case you see my blog and you're like, what's up with that? Um, so, but I'm not connected to that. It's a whole separate thing. Why is Steph on this website? Hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm trained to give disclaimers. Yes. What Disc- we do. Disclaimers. I'm actually not qualified at all to answer these emails, but I try my best. Um, as you know, what, or disclosures, not disclaimers. Disclaimers is like bad right now. You know, I've had people be like, "Your your advice is pretty good," so I, I appreciate it, listeners. It, you know. Oh, um, they say your advice is good. Yay. Yeah. And we have good ratings. Too. Yeah, we do. I think we're at like 4.3 or something out of five or something like that. So Yay. So maybe we should stop congratulating each other and get to emails. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pete's like, rolling their eyes going, yeah, we know you're awesome. Yeah. It's like, answer whatever. my email, damn it. <laughs> um, at least they didn't talk about the weather this time. This is true. <laughs> yeah. That was one thing I got in an email. They're always, someone's like, you guys always talk about the weather. Because like, that, that's that's talking about that's conversational. Yeah, that's a good that's one of those topics. Actually, if you're on a date, it's one of the topics you should talk about. I forget what that acronym is. The stuff you should talk about and shouldn't talk about. But things you don't talk about are death, sex, politics, which which will be interesting. When we talk about our last email. But um, but the weather is one of those things that you can have a conversation about. And yep. it's totally benign. So. That's actually a good thing. And that's also, you have to develop rapport with someone before you jump into answering emails. It's And also we have very different climates. So I always find that interesting. Yeah. And I think too, it's, it's partially about small talk and people can get really mm-hmm. like invested into like talking about bigger, grander things, but you still need to right. be able to make small talk. Um, right. Maybe that's a spinoff yeah. podcast that we should invest in is like, how do you do small talk? Cause that's something that like right. a lot of people seem to not just know about. So, right. I think the more that we're looking at our phones instead of talking to people, like even on elevator, that's, yeah. you know, like if you just say, oh, wow, that's some, that's some weather we're having or something, you can get a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at your phone, you don't really have the incentive to do that. Yeah. So, and plus, I'm really interested in Kurt's weather, actually, because right now it's, it's, um, like the end times. <laughs> our weather's like we had 103 heat index today. So I'm really interested to see how your weather's doing. It's but, today. Oh, and it's yeah. probably really nice. Yeah, and then when, it's, then when it's winter, I rub it in. And I t- oh, you tell yeah. me how horrible your weather is. So it's kind of like flipping. So, yeah. Mm. All right. Let's get on to Pete's email here. Pete's yeah. Poor Pete. Like, I thought you were going to read already. Okay. <laughs> Pete's just dying to know what to do. Uh, Pete says, nerds, I, 20 male, have gotten some criticisms that I dress too casually for dates. I'm serious about finding a true partner and I'm willing to spend the money necessary to get me out of this rut. But for most of my relatively short life, my mom has bought me clothes. What kind of clothes should I be buying? What should my budget be? Pete. Um, 
well, Pete, I think we've kind of discussed this before, but I always like this question because it's one that not a lot of people are aware about or really know how to dress appropriately. And I think if you ask a date, like, what should I wear? They'll always give you the answer of, well, just wear whatever you think is good. But it does, you know, and I think it's always good to sort of have a good baseline for like, what should you wear? Um, I think like if you wanted to keep it casual, I think we've always recommended something like a polo shirt and some khakis. It's always a good solid combo. Um, especially if it's more casual, like say you're doing something outdoors or something that's not too formal, something like a polo and khakis you can get for relatively inexpensive. I actually buy some, uh, polo shirts off Amazon. You can get them for as cheap as 15 bucks on Amazon. Oh, really? Yeah. And they're really good quality. Um, surprisingly, I mean, I'm maybe I shouldn't be knocking Amazon cause they actually, they're like, again, the quality is pretty good, but yeah, you can get like like polos for 15 bucks so you can get like four ones oh. you know different colors um mm-hmm. for like 60 bucks you know and that's oh that's great that's yeah. a really good deal yeah and then khakis too you can get it depending on where you go for as inexpensive as uh, 40 dollars. so you know say you buy a pair of khakis because you can kind of you know if you get a good color of khaki that blends well with different colors of shirts you can sort of just mix and match so say you get one pair of khakis for 40 bucks and then say four polos for you know 15 bucks each that's a hundred dollars and you get four shirts and a pair of khakis that's not bad um and then of course you can always spend more or less depending on what you actually need but i mean mm-hmm. that's a relatively like most people can afford a hundred dollars to get some, uh, that amount of clothes so right and it's not the quantity of clothes it's the quality of clothes and mm-hmm. and one of the subreddits i like is buy it for life because they yeah. talk about not only products like appliances and stuff but they also talk about clothing they'll last yeah. forever mm-hmm. and so i always think that's a nice thing to look at because you want to look at your cost per wear not the cost of the actual item because if you buy something that's on sale for like 25 bucks but you never wear it that's 25 bucks you basically threw out but yeah. if you buy something that's a hundred dollars and you wear it like 50 times now your cost is what two dollars per wear so that's what you really want to look at. And there are some tricks to finding good quality stuff. Um, so I would look at, I don't know if male fashion advice, do they would that be appropriate? Or is that more like high fashion kind of stuff, the subreddit? I I think they're pretty good. I mean, I, okay. I go on there and read it. I think they definitely skew a little bit more towards expensive products, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gives, and- you an, it gives you like an idea of style yeah. to wear. And okay, the thing you is, duplicate it. Yeah, so I would be a little bit cautious if you go there about just buying what they tell you to buy because, like, it's easy for you to spend, like, $300 on stuff that could otherwise cost you, like, $100. And not to say that mm-hmm. – because I agree about the cost per wear. Like, it's about getting something that's quality and not quantity. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely maybe, you know, think about maybe shopping around finding what to, you can get. Another thing to keep in mind, too, is, like, a good, solid, like, all-around store. And the stores, like, all throughout uh, North America is H&M. So, um, oh, yeah. H&M oftentimes will have these kind of clothes, and they're relatively Mm -hmm. inexpensive. Um, Like, you could go into H&M and walk away with enough clothes to last you uh, six months. So, And and never underestimate the power of a good tailor. 
because yeah. the way yeah. things fit make a huge makes a huge difference. So if you buy something that's very rarely do you put clothes on right off the rack and they fit exactly the way you want them to. Yeah. So find a good tailor, get some recommendations, and that makes a huge difference in how your clothes look. For sure, because I think part of the whole clothes issue too is not necessarily what you wear. I mean, I think it's, I would say it's probably 60% what you wear and 40% how it fits. Like something mm -hmm. still has oh, yeah. to fit well. Uh, mm -hmm. And you want to, yeah, get it tailored. And it's relatively inexpensive to get something tailored. It's um, quite expensive, especially when it's a good piece of clothing. Yeah. You want to make that investment in it. But, you know, you see people wearing these baggy clothes and it's like, you know, maybe you are somebody who's maybe between a medium and a large or a large and an XL and you just have to go for the one size up, but you can always get it tailored down so it doesn't look mm -hmm. like you're wearing something that's too big for you. Right. Because you can always take something in, but you can't take something out to a certain point. Yeah. So yeah, always buy like maybe a little bit bigger if you're planning it tailored. Yeah. And if it's a little colder out, um, instead of maybe because right now it's summer, so I'm thinking more summertime, but if it's colder out. Something like a dress shirt and a um, sport coat always goes pretty well, too. Um, I was just going to ask you that. You read my mind. What happens when you're in a climate? Okay, so that works. Yeah. And khakis are... And then maybe maybe a nice... What do you, what's, what's a good winter coat? Like a nice wool? Like a blazer, even. Blazers are usually okay. pretty, pretty solid all around. And blazers are always just one of those things like... You can dress up a blazer with a shirt and a tie or just a button, like a button-up shirt that you maybe have dressed down a little bit. You could even put a blazer with a t-shirt. I've seen people do it and they pull it off really well. So I think a lot of it's in how you carry yourself too. Oh, for sure. If, if you think you look good, I think that that goes a long way. And I think a lot of it is finding clothes that are, have some flexibility. Like for instance, khakis mm -hmm. are one of those things. Like you can dress up, you can dress down. Same with a blazer. Right. You can dress it up. You can dress it down. Getting something that's like super high fashion that you're only going to be able to wear. Like a these fad. Mm -hmm. kind of yeah like it's one of those things where like you're committing to wearing that thing that is super high value in situations where it really specific or fits that specific scenario so i always kind of like to go for things that i'm like okay i can dress this up or dress this down i don't have to right. have this locked into being my you know wedding thing or whatever that i wear to weddings mm -hmm. or something you know what i mean like it's something right. that has some flexibility so something to keep in mind right. as well but yeah we should probably do a side fashion podcast. I cool. I always kind of feel like when people email in, I always want to toss in these emails because I feel like I've I've seen people go on dates and I'm always like, the first thing that I criticize is not what they're saying, but what they're wearing. I'm like, that shirt's too big for you. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. So per, just on a personal level, I feel like there's a lot more work that can be done. And again, it's relatively inexpensive. So yeah, it really is, especially, yeah. It, and you really can't put a price on feeling good about yourself and how you look. Nope. So. And once you do feel good, like it's amazing what that kind of stuff can do for your, mm -hmm. for your ego. Like, well, I guess not ego, I guess confidence is probably the better word. Confident. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you mean, but, and, and even if you aren't feeling that great, I, I was just telling somebody today, just act as if act yeah. as if you are that confident. And mm -hmm. sometimes you just wind up feeling that way. For sure. Okay. Uh, well, good luck with Pete, uh, yep. your, your clothing. You'll have to let us know. Maybe you can even, like, what you buy, like, take a photo and send it. Oh, yeah. I've... You don't even have to wear it. Just put it on the bed and just let us know what you bought if exactly. you don't want to take a picture of yourself. Exactly. But I'd we like clothes, so. I'd be really curious what you get. Like, I kind of, I, I don't know. Not like I would judge you or anything, because I wouldn't, unless it was, like, really bad. But 
yeah, I'm kind of curious what you get. So I just like clothing, so I would like to see it. Yeah, just to see what colors you put together, and mm-hmm. and also I think it helps too to know what colors look good on you. Yeah, um, there's uh, there's different colors you can wear based on your skin tone and your and your hair color and your eye color, and I and um, so I would look up that too. I think it's divided into seasons like spring, summer, winter, fall. Like if you have kind of salt and pepper hair. Um, you tend to look good in like in lighter blues and and things. So I mean, that's another thing too. Is that sometimes it depends on the color. And the way you know what color is good on you is that when you look in the mirror, you see you, not the color you're wearing. Yeah. So if you see the thing you're wearing instead, that's probably not your ideal color. Another thing too is like if you like say get like like say in the summer your face gets really red because that happens with a lot of people. Like they just you know get very warm and their face mm-hmm. like kind of gets a little red. Get something that's like maybe a little cooler color, like a blue or green or something like that. So, ah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because if you start wearing like red and your face is red, you just start to look like a big giant <laughs> red thing. So, oh, yeah. which is not good. We don't want that. We want to avoid right. that. So, all right, cool. Okay. Do you want to read Nick's email? I will read Nick. Nick says, Last year, I attended a San Diego Comic-Con, and I met a girl who I danced with. I saw on a Facebook event that she'll be attending that, and thus will also be at San Diego Comic-Con. I'm thinking of messaging her on Facebook to see if she wants to hang out again. I'd really like to reconnect with her and maybe even ask her out, but is that too strong? I don't think so, Nick. You actually met her in real life. So I see no problem with contacting her. So what do you think? Uh, I do think it's not a bad idea. The only reservation I'd have is make sure that you don't expect her to be like single and ready to just jump into your arms kind of deal. Right. Like be prepared that she might just be like, Hey, it's been a year. I have a boyfriend like that happens. So that's that probably there's a very good likelihood of that happening. So, I mean, I, I don't want to deter you because I think it's a great idea. And I think even if that person isn't single, it's always good to just let them know how you feel. You might not get reciprocated, but it's always good to just put it out there. Or should I be like, I've been thinking about you every day since the Comic-Con. It happens. It happens. It does happen. So I don't want to deter you, but I would say be prepared that you might not get the answer you want. And whenever we get these kind of emails, that's what I always kind of default to is go for it, but just don't expect that it's going to go the way that you in your mind might be expecting it to go. Well, don't take it. Don't take it personally. So be optimistic. But but if she says she can't or whatever, that's not personal. Very rarely in life are things personal. Also, Facebook, it's worth noting that Facebook has changed how they do the messages. So now if you've messaged someone that's not your friend, it goes into a separate inbox. So that person might not even see that message. Yeah. So something Mm. to keep in mind too. Good thing to know. Yeah. I was reading an article on it, how like, because some people have complained about getting messages like this and it's for some people unwanted. And again, this changes person to person. So this person, Nick, that you're talking about might be okay with it, but some people aren't. And so Facebook has put in this new system where now there's like a separate, I think they call it like a request uh, inbox. Like it's a separate inbox that somebody would have to approve the message. So just keep in mind too, that if they aren't aware of this, they might not see your message too, but yeah. That's really good to know. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I always thought something like this was actually kind of like, that's kind of why Facebook exists, but now they're sort of locking it down a little bit. And it's like, well, hmm. sometimes it is about being like, hey, I know this person. I don't have their number or don't have any other means to contact them. But hey, I know, right. I got this. Like, yeah. And I don't know. I know everyone's got a different opinion on it, but 
I've always it'll be interesting to see how that changes the user experience of Facebook mm-hmm. by doing that. Because yeah, like you said, a lot of people go on there saying, "Oh, well, hey, here's somebody that I remember from high school." Yeah, which leads to one another one of our emails that we'll get to. Actually, it's the next email. All right. Yeah. Uh, Segway ran into that one, didn't we? Yes. Nerds, uh, this is from Darren, by the way. Nerds, just a general question, but do you believe in the three-date rule? I've waited until the third date to go to bed with a potential partner and have, and some have said I'm old school for thinking this. Am I putting too much stock in this, Darren? I skipped an email, so I was actually referring to the one after this. But this mm. also can connect with that. Yeah. Um, Darren, there's no rule to this. It's whatever makes you comfortable. Um, yeah. I think the older you get, the less you stick with what people tell you is the okay thing to do. Mm-hmm. So probably another few years, you're going to be like three dates, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it could be the first date, it could be the 10th date. It's again, whenever you feel comfortable and also that you've had that kind of awkward talk too about expectations and, and it's really important of open communication. So whenever you're comfortable, what do you think? I kind of think if, bit of umbrage with the fact that they call this a rule because it's not a rule it's a popular theory mm-hmm. it's a theory that you wait three dates and you're going to find out everything about this person or at least enough so that you're comfortable sleeping with them but the reality is is you can be with somebody for years you can be with them for decades you can be with them for months and still not know everything about them mm-hmm. so the idea that you're going to know everything about this person within three dates enough so to be comfortable sleeping with them it's a little preposterous I mean, yes, mm-hmm. I can kind of agree with it in the sense that, like, if you don't feel comfortable with this person, then yes, delay sleeping with them until you're comfortable. Uh, that being said, I don't think it's a hard and fast rule. Like, if you feel like you know a lot about this person, you feel very confident, there's nothing to say that on a first date even, you you know, sleep with that person. And again, you want to practice safe sex and be very mindful of, of mm-hmm. you know, sexual health and well-being and all that stuff, but... I don't think it's necessarily a rule. It's just a popular theory. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree with it 100% because, again, you can know somebody for 30 years and then find out things about them that just totally break your image of who that person is. So I wouldn't necessarily. Sometimes, sometimes for good, not always bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Free people out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I'm probably being a little over dramatic, but yeah. Like the general just is, it's like you, three dates. You're going to probably know some things about this person, but you're not going to know everything. And I don't think it's mm-hmm. possible to know everything about somebody in three dates. Um, and I think, too, you have to have that talk about, you know, what if there's a pregnancy? Mm-hmm. Have you been tested? And if you're feeling uncomfortable talking about that, you can hold off until you're feeling comfortable having that conversation, as awkward as that conversation is. Because mm-hmm. I think that just inc- that just enhances the whole experience when you have that open communication. So I think, uh, I think it's, I think it's good that you wait three dates, but I would say, you know, if you feel comfortable, don't feel like you have to necessarily wait that amount of time. Like feel free to give yourself some flexibility is basically what I'm saying. So, and when and, you and say- if you're, and I thought your friends were saying this, but now that I'm reading, it sounds like Dave was saying this. That you wait until the third date with a partner and someone said, I'm old. Well, I guess maybe it's your friends. But if you're with somebody and you wait till the third date and they say you're old school, then you probably shouldn't be going out with that person. Um, you know, a, a healthy relationship is when people can openly talk about something without you feeling like you're going to get unfairly criticized. Mm-hmm. 
So that's really not appropriate for a date to say that. Now, if it's your buddies and they're just kind of messing with you, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. if your date said that, I would say that's a red flag as to someone not really respecting your yeah. beliefs or opinion or. Yeah. Well, best of luck. Um, yeah. Just uh, have some fun. Enjoy yourself. Obviously within healthy parameters, but yeah, mm-hmm. go have some fun. All right. I know you're chomping at the bit dance. Uh, Sarah. Sarah's email. She even yeah. skipped Darren's email. Just <laughs> excitement. This is really good. I like Sarah's email. So uh, last month was my 10 year high school reunion. I ran to a guy from high school that admitted to having a, a quote unquote boys crush on me. Whatever that means. Yeah. I don't know what that means either, Sarah, but we'll just go with that. He rented a hotel room for the night and we went back there and made out. Then we went our separate ways, but agreed to see each other again. I didn't, though. First off, making out like that while not a bad sign is kind of weird. Like, if he's supposed to be a romantic match, wouldn't it be a bit more talking? Also, I don't know him all too well. It's been 10 years. I don't know what kind of person he is. He may be a furry for all I know. Sarah. Sarah first. Furries can be pretty nice people. <laughs> so, so also, um, I'm a little confused because it, you went your separate ways and agreed to see each other again. I didn't, though. So did he contact you? And and you said no, I, that I guess that's the crucial part. I kind of want to know, and I, I know of, it's hard when you write a quick email. I'll go yeah. ahead. I kind of my impression was this maybe she changed her mind after agreeing. Like maybe she thought about. It oh, okay. Like, <laughs> that was my well, impression at least. And and I'm assuming you were a, a fully willing participant in the making out. So to say like it's it was it's kind of weird. Like he's supposed to be romantic. Wouldn't be a bit more talking. But I'm confused, too, because you were making out with him. And that, I don't know, that doesn't seem kind of fair. I, I don't know. Um, and you don't know him all the too well. Well, he doesn't know you too well either. Yeah. Um, I don't know what kind of person he is. Well, that's you find that out when you go out with someone. I mean, it sounds like, Sarah, you just decided that you just weren't into it. And that's okay. It's okay to not be into something. But I don't think that means that there's something wrong with him. I think it just means that maybe you just did not feel the thing you wanted to feel. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's nobody's fault. It just happens. Yeah. Now, what do you think? I don't know. I feel like, Sarah, you're putting a lot more expectations on this than necessarily there should be. Um, like, I would almost treat it like not even that you guys know each other from the past, but more so that you're just starting off fresh. Uh, mm-hmm. because it sounds like a lot of your expectations are coming from the fact that you guys didn't know each other, but it has been 10 years. And really, I mm-hmm. mean, there's no way of knowing who this person is now. Uh, there's no way of obviously knowing who they even will be in the future. Even people change. But I mean, I would maybe just disregard the fact that this person is someone that you went to high school with and just treat it like this is somebody who mm-hmm. is interested in you. Now you have obviously a bit of an understanding of who they are, but don't, be too locked into that idea treat it like you know what this is somebody new that i've met for the first time and subsequently you know ask the kind of questions you would ask somebody if you had met them for the first time um it may seem a little weird but you know i think your your reservations here are coming from the fact that you feel like you should know this person more even though really you guys were in high school together you probably had very surface level conversations and this was over 10 plus years ago so it's it's like mm-hmm. i don't know there's there's really nothing here to base anything off of 
And I think you're right. maybe hoping that there is something that you could base it off of, but there's nothing wrong with just admitting like, Hey, we're starting off from scratch. Let's just treat it as such. And it sounds mm-hmm. like, it sounds like, I mean, if you guys are making out, I mean, that's relatively innocent enough. I mean, we were talking about this in the last one, but sometimes, you know, you just feel that connection and you just go for it. Um, so I would maybe let go of those attachments to the past and just sort of let yourself enjoy the present mm-hmm. with this person. And maybe it was just fun for both of you to just, well, for him, I guess, fulfill kind of having a crush on somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it could have been that. I mean, I don't, we don't know where he's coming from with stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but also, you know, it, like, I, I think I mentioned this before that Michael and I knew each other. We met when we were 13 and 14. And we're friends all through high school and then in college. And then we, I think it was about 25 years in between when we started dating. And I I knew him from before, so I knew his personality, but I also got to know a lot of, of you know, his life experiences after that. So it made it even, even more fun, I think, because you already know the base of someone's personality and you mm-hmm. know where they come from and maybe even know their family. And then this kind of adds more to it. I think we've been together for six, seven years now. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I think it's great to reconnect with people. I mean, I'm biased, obviously, but, but again, I think you already know their personality and, and you, you, you say you don't know this guy, but I'm guessing like, because you went to high school, even if you went to larger high school, you may have known of him, but mm-hmm. think of this as if you do connect with him, just think of it as a way to of kind of rediscovering who someone is. Mm-hmm. And again, it may have just been that it was just fun for both of you and you're just not into it. And that is totally okay. There's nothing that says you have to be into something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best of luck. And I really, you know, mm-hmm. it's just have some fun and uh, hopefully this person hasn't moved on. You know, that's always the thing. I but think if they like, have, it's okay. Yeah, that's true. But I really am rooting that he hasn't. Just personally, even though I know I shouldn't be invested in this, but I'm like, you know what? I hope he's. You he's can be invested in it. You can choose to be invested in it. I support you being invested in it. Cool. You dream that dream, Kurt. Nice. You think possibly for them. I guess. And then you gotta good. let us know what's going on. That's a good episode title. You dream that dream. Yep. All right. You never know what could happen. That's true. That's true. All right. Um, Wait. Next is Mr. Tom. I think I'm reading Tom. Yep. You're reading Tom. Tom says, I was recently returning from a trip to Boston and was taking the train back. My train was getting late and I was feeling pretty safe being in a part of town that is arguably not the safest. I asked my boyfriend to pick me up and he agreed. Well, come time for him to pick me up. He's not there. I took an Uber and he got home safe, but still he shouldn't have left me like that. He says he fell asleep and apologized, but like, wouldn't you set alarms? I am really frustrated with his inability to be responsible for this. Am I being unreasonable? Um, Yes, you are being unreasonable because you called him late at night. And my guess is he probably answered the phone. He was really tired and then he probably fell back asleep. So you yeah. can, when you wake up and take a phone call, you can be in kind of a twilight state yeah. and you aren't fully awake or asleep and you have, you have no recollection of answering the phone and he apologized to you. It's probably something that he just fell back asleep. So therefore he wouldn't have set an alarm. So yeah, I think you're being a little unreasonable. Yeah, I agree. He's apologized for what he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he was not apologetic for it, then I would say that, yeah, you're not being unreasonable, but 
yeah, it's very likely that you asked him for this, and um, yeah, I like I don't know how f- how far in advance you let him know, but either way, it's like I don't know, like you know, yeah, that's right. Like sometimes people just fall asleep. Like if his sleep schedule is set to a certain way, he probably went to bed at his regular time and just slept right mm-hmm. through that alarm. It happens. I mean, it happens to people. Uh, often enough that I would say, yeah, it's not something that I would necessarily put the blame solely on him for. So, and you found another ride home. You found a newer. So, yeah. So, so I'd let it go, and he apologized. Mm-hmm. So, so let it go. I mean, maybe at this point, I don't know if you're holding against him or you've been treating him differently, but it might be that you need to apologize to him if you've been treating him differently because of this. Yeah, and I think, you know. Uh, certainly him apologizing for his part. I mean, I do think maybe he could have probably either probably said, either said, I'm going to be asleep. I don't think I'll be a reliable means of transportation or so there is certainly some level of responsibility on his part. I don't want to say a huge portion, but yeah, there is some part of it. And again, he's apologized, but I think, you also, Tom, have to admit to your responsibility to a degree that, you know, you wanted this person to help you out. And, you know, sure, you know, they weren't able to make it. But, you know, you're also um, presuming an adult who has an income and can manage on their own. I mean, if this person doesn't show up, you know, at the end of the day, you still have to be responsible for yourself to get home. So, I mean putting the blame on this person for falling asleep and not coming to pick you up is partially on you too. And I think maybe that might be a part of it too, is putting a lot of the blame on this person rather than admitting like, Hey, I could have just, yeah, done what I need to do and just not make, make a big issue out of it. So, but right. And you got home safely. Exactly. And I, and just knowing how sleep works. Cause that's one of the things I talk to people about a lot you can't actually answer the phone and have a complete conversation with someone have no recollection. You fall back asleep. Mm-hmm. So, so that means your boyfriend probably had really good intentions, but you know, he was still kind of sleeping. So and I think you're kind of mistaking what he did for not caring about you. And to me, those things have nothing to do with each other. Mm-hmm. If he didn't care, he wouldn't have apologized. So yeah. Um, like this doesn't add up to me thinking that this person is, being a jerk or something like that because if he really didn't care he would have just been like ah it happened whatever right but him being apologetic means that he understands that you know at least to a degree he's responsible and he he didn't quite fill it again now if you're looking at pattern of behavior that's different yeah if he's consistently doing this then yeah but i i didn't really get that from the i didn't get that feeling either yeah so that's the thing with these emails. I always feel like I end up with like a hundred more questions and it's like, tell me more. Right. Cool. All right. Okay. I think this, this email is like one of my favorite emails in the history of this podcast. I just love it for, <laughs> on many levels, but did you want to read Samantha's email? Sure. So Samantha says, I live in Florida, specifically North Florida, so I know this area pretty well. So um, I only say this because in the 2016 election, my county voted largely for Trump, but I'm a Democrat and have been for the past 30 years. This is only important that I recently went on a date with a man who was kind, respectful, and very courteous. Everything I want in a man and their rare breed where I'm at, so even more of a catch. 
He offered to drive me home, but when I go to his truck, it's got a couple of bumper stickers. One says Trump Pence 2016, and the other said drain the swamp. Ugh, my heart sank. He's such a great guy. Maybe politics doesn't have to matter. I'm no spring chicken either, so the idea of saying no to this guy because it's a fascist in office is one of those things I can't decide whether I'm being the irrational one. It's been two days since our date, and I should really make up my mind, but I love your input as I'm on the fence and could really use outsider opinions. Samantha. Samantha, has he asked you out again? I don't know, because if he doesn't ask you out again, maybe that answers your whole question. But you know, it depends on how important politics is to you. The, the fact that you know what a fascist is tells me that you're interested in politics, so it might be uh, something that you do consider to be high on your list. And even if like you're not a quote-unquote spring chicken, um, it sounds like you're no spring chicken, so the idea of saying no to this guy because he supports me is one of those things I can't decide. Um, I would say that that has nothing to do with whether you're spring chicken or not. Uh, for those of you who don't know that phrase, that means young spring chicken. Um, so it, it's more about, you know, you can have different political beliefs and still get along. I mean, look at, mm -hmm. look at Mary Matlin and um, I wrote his name down. Mary Matlin and James Carville. They were both political strategists and they were on the completely opposite sides of the political spectrum. But I think, and I think they're actually still together because I saw them speak somewhere. So they, it, so that's where you can have, different issues and since you're from north florida i'll say you know you can have a, somebody is a uf supporter once somebody's an fsu supporter or somebody's a georgia supporter and somebody's a uf supporter so it's one of those things that you just respect the other person's beliefs and again it, it if this is important to you it may make a difference now it could be that maybe he's been republican for 30 years like you've been democrat for 30 years and maybe this is the way he voted and maybe he has different opinions about it now i don't know um, it would be an interesting discussion. And sometimes I think when someone has different beliefs than we do, I think it's it's always interesting to have a talk with them. Again, you know, a respectful talk, but it's good to see where other people come from. So, um, you know, but what are his overall beliefs and morals? He, You said he treated you well. And this is a first date, so all we know about is from the first date, so we don't really know. But, you know, the, uh, beliefs and morals can be different than political affiliation. Again, you know, that you can be affiliated with a certain party for a long period of time but you may actually agree on different beliefs with him so you know dig a little deeper on this and you know maybe you like him and sounds like he likes you so go out again and, and see and again it's it overall it sounds like it worked out pretty well so uh, but you do live in an area that that especially in the county that you named because we didn't put the county in but but that is predominantly a, a red county. So, and as you, as you clearly know, so um, you are gonna have you are gonna meet people that are more likely to be Trump supporters in other part of the country. So, uh, again, just get to get to know him and see if you it, there are gonna be things that maybe you actually agree on. So, see how it goes. What do you think? Mm, somebody who recently purchased a Make America Great Again hat. Uh, I'd say you should not. But judge you got okay. But you got to back up what you bought. Yeah, so I bought it as an ironic <laughs> yeah. thing because I just figured I'm never probably ever gonna find this hat ever again. And even if I just okay. So it, let me clarify. Like a, so he so Kurt lives in Canada. Yeah. And so Kurt is in a southern state. Sees a, a mega hat and see Rocky's barking because I don't know if he's into this. So and so you are wearing it kind of as a as ironic. a hey. 
ironically American thing, and you actually people stop you and say words of support for Trump, which was very interesting. So, so that's where you're coming from. So I just want to explain that to everybody. Yeah, somebody, you are not a you're not a, a USN. <laughs> no, not an American. No, although. You know, apparently everyone's saying I should vote for Trump in 2020. And you know what? I got to say, I probably won't. I can't, but I probably won't. I was going to say, yeah, that's not even possible. But okay. But uh, the thing is, is like, have you brought it up with him? You know, it's one thing to have like. That's tricky. I mean, it's not not on a first date. But I think if it is a big concern for you, you know, you could just bring it up. Maybe not in, it's all about how you word it. Like, I wouldn't go and say like, hey, like how hard are you for Trump or something like that. But, you know, maybe instead you say something like, hey, you know, just so you know, I am a Democrat. I saw your stickers. I hope that's something that, you know, we could, you know, at least be civil about or something and see what he says. If he says like, oh no, drain the swamp, Clinton's terrible, read the emails or whatever then yet you have your answer right but i mean i have to imagine there's people who are trump supporters who are not those you know maniacal morons who are trying to you know ruin it for everyone else i mean yeah it's hard to say like i think you really have to figure out like what exactly like how feverish is he about this because maybe he just voted for trump because you know Trump had some policies that he agreed with or something, but maybe he doesn't agree with everything. Like it's hard to say. And I, I guess like I would just let your stance be known and see what he says. If you say that you're a Democrat and he doesn't agree with you, then you have your answer. But I mean, if you say, yeah, I'm a Democrat, he goes no big deal or whatever, then you have your answer there too. Right. So I would just let your stance be known and let him, his response dictate what you do next. Right. So, so I think it, I think it's going to be either an interesting discussion either way. Oh, for sure. And it could be that, that he's pro-life and you're pro yeah. and and the two of you just don't meet on that and it's a big enough issue. So, I mean, it really depends on what your what level of importance it has. In- yeah. And there's people I even know here in Canada who think that Trump's actually doing a good job again i don't agree with this but this is just what some people are saying and some people do see this they don't agree with like his immigration stuff and all that stuff but maybe there is like one thing that they just feel like he's doing a good job on and again you don't have to agree but you know i don't know i guess it's just it's good to let somebody know where you stand because then at that point you sort of pass on the responsibility to them you know they can either act like a moron and yell and scream at you, or they can be civil about it. And I think you're going to get your answer there as to whether you it's a big issue or not. Mm-hmm. Right, and again, if where you're at and how old you are, no difference on someone mm-hmm. on whether you should put up with somebody not treating you the way you want to be treated. Yep. So I mean, no matter what your age, where you're at, your political affiliation, um, you should still be treated with respect. Yeah, for sure. At least some relative decency. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah, relative decency, yeah. Like, you don't have to, you know, like the person, but at least just see where they're coming from and respect their opinion mm-hmm. and their point of view, and that's it. Right. Cool. And now I really want to know what happens. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure where you live. <laughs> I want to know what the... And I actually had a practice. Is... I had a practice pretty near there, so... Because um, I lived in Gainesville for about 20 years, and you're not in Gainesville, um, but, and then I had to practice a little bit north of Gainesville. So, 
Um, I, I'm pretty sure I know where you live, so I'm kind of curious as to how this turns out. So my question is, is if he's a Trump supporter and she's a Democrat and they have a baby, would the baby be a libertarian? That's deep. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, that's like a little too much political this for this that's podcast. wow that's yeah yeah answer with a trump supporter and a democrat if they made a baby would be a libertarian that's a stupid See, now, question. now you got to make a statement about canadian politics now oh yeah well, i'm i'm a hard set libertarian and then everyone gets mad at me when i don't vote for any of the two major parties so so explain so so in, in canada Mm-hmm. What are your political parties? I mean, I kind of know, but I I kind of don't know if you have any outside kind of standard ones. We have three. Uh, we have the conservatives who are exactly like how it sounds. They're conservatives. They're pretty much the equivalent of like the Republicans. Mm-hmm. And then we have the liberals, which tend to be a little bit more in the middle. Um, and then we have the. Oh, they're like conservative church. liberals. Kind of, yeah. Like, like, very... like moderate liberals. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Okay. Like, they definitely are a little bit more responsible than, like, the NDP who tend to just spend, spend, spend and not have any idea of what they're actually spending and get us into debt. Mm-hmm. But that's just my opinion. And then I just fall into, like, a libertarian, which really is just about reducing government involvement in unnecessary areas. Where so how much of a libertarian um, political presence is there in Canada? There was actually one libertarian representative that got voted into uh, the House of Commons. So, oh, yeah. so that's 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 kind of a first, right? Yeah, I think it literally like I don't even think in America anyone who's a libertarian has actually been elected. But there was somebody who got elected and he was a libertarian. And uh, I don't think he was able to probably do much. But, you know, hey, he got in. So I think there's I want to say there has been a libertarian. I mean, oh, I'm readers list readers uh listeners can correct me if i'm wrong but i but i know there was somebody that switched to being an independent while in office mm. but that's i think that's different right so um so, so that's kind of interesting that that we're, we're 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 divided by like this thin boundary but there's a lot of stuff that's different between the countries i always find that interesting so apparently a former new mexico governor was a libertarian oh, okay so but, you know, so that's I a think, governorship. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think I think some people like really not to get too political, but I think some people really just sort of lump in libertarians with like anarchists and whatnot. And it's like, no, nah, it's a little really. Boring. Yeah. Especially up here. You see it a lot. People just don't understand. The huh. things, and they just assume. Interesting. That, yeah. So if you ever. So want, that's something yeah. everybody can do. That's your that's your homework for next week is to read up on political affiliations. And there's a there's a neat tool by there's a nonpartisan group that you can answer questions about your political beliefs and how important they are to you. And they'll, they'll do a grid where they show you where you are in relationship to like libertarian Democrat, mm-hmm. uh, Republican, and, and show you on this grid where you kind of fit. It's, it's really interesting. And it, it, I would just like look up um, like uh, I guess political affiliation quiz or something and it'll pop up, but make sure it's somebody that's not affiliated with any political party. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. If we go to like donaldtrump.com, they're like, what what are you affiliated (laughs) with? All right. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no. Cool. So you you got a a podcast about relationships and so much more. Yeah. How'd you get lucky? God, we're so smart. I mean, (laughs) 
that moment say that. <laughs> I mean, what dating advice? But we show, show up. Here we are. This much huh? about horror movies and politics. Name me one other, and I will give you an award. Um. Yeah, I give up. Okay. Yeah, we really got, we got that <laughs> demo covered. Uh, cool. Well, uh, this has been uh, a great episode. One because I was actually awake for this one, and and secondly, it just I know me. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And second, oh, sorry. Second, what was the second point? Sorry. And the second was we had great emails. But if yes, I was, we did. If I was half Thank asleep, you. then you know it would have just glossed right over my head. So. But the last the last week's emails were good too. That's true. Probably too good, if we're being honest, because my my mental state was just not up to snuff for them. So. <laughs> you were asleep. <laughs> I already gave my opinion. Although, you know, we're role modeling, though, how you handle something, because I thought it was hysterical, and you were concerned that I would be upset, mm-hmm. and I thought it was funny. But see, we had the discussion. Yeah. Because as soon as we, like, broke to stop the recording, I just started cracking up laughing. Yeah. And so you were concerned. You are like, oh, I didn't want to offend you. That was so funny. It made my day. So that's something where Kurt could have just kind of gone out of his day and worried about if I was upset. And I would have never known that. So it always pays to talk to somebody. So look at that role modeling we're doing for everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Well, if you want to reach out to us, there's a few different ways you can do so. If you want to leave feedback on the podcast, you can do so on iTunes, Google Play, whatever your service is. I've noticed some people, actually a lot of people have been listening on Spotify. So if you can Ah. give us some feedback on Spotify. I always appreciate it. Um, or whichever service you find most easiest to use. Uh, also, as well, don't forget to uh, reach out to us if you have any questions or maybe you want to follow up. I know people tend to not follow up, and part of me kind of understands it. Like, you've got the advice. Just in your mind, you're probably like, just implement it, run. But let us know how it went. Like, But, but what about our needs? Yeah. <laughs> like, Pete, I really need to know what clothes you bought. Like, desperately um no (laughs) you know what i was actually thinking like there's got to be a way that like we can come up with like some sort of like amazon list or something or some Mm -hmm. kind of list with like clothes that people should buy oh that would be good right like if you you could could put on yeah put on the site like if you could just link somebody and just be like here's what you should wear and then it's just something that they could like instantly like pop in their information and buy yeah, because I want to know where you get the. So if you could put a link for that, yeah, get an affiliate code. Yeah, so I, I might work on that. I, might, I say might oh, because be I might get distracted and not do it, but I'll try. To <laughs> I can't um, imagine that would never happen. Oh, it happens more than you think. <laughs> I've got like three shows I need to watch for review for Three Angry Nerds, and I like I've been procrastinating so harshly on them. I'm like, oh, I'll watch them. Oh. I'm like, I have like four days to watch. But them. you always get your work done, for the most part. Yes. Yep. No comment on that, but yeah, for the most part, yes. Um, just just go with it. I'm throwing a bone here. Roll with the punches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can always email us at mailbag at threeingreners.com or you can reach out through stephaniesarkis.com, whichever you're most comfortable with. Oh, and check out my gaslighting book and that will help you with your relationships. Yep. Learn to identify a gaslighter and how to properly handle them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have any books, but uh, threeingreners.com is where you But you read mine and you thought it was great and gave it a really good rating on them. Um... 
Canadian Amazon, so thank you. I do remember I was uh, reading it in Mexico, and then like this one person came, and they were like, what you're reading? And I, just, I gave them the full title, and they looked at me like, okay, I thought you had a cooler answer, but I just want to imagine that that person like changed their mind and actually bought the book. So. Oh, but you, but, and you also gave a plug for my book, right? And you're like, this book's amazing, it'll change your Oh, I was like, yeah, it's a great book. But mm-hmm. I can tell based on the title alone, this person was like, what a nerd. Like they were expecting oh, they thought me to, like it. Oh. They were expecting me to say like Mockingjay Part 2 or whatever, you know, twice. Or maybe they thought it was about gasoline the movie that gasoline is kind of named after. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe they thought it was based on Wild Wild West with Will Smith. No. Oh. I was thinking there's got to be something about gaslight in that movie. But no, I don't think so. Never mind. I've never actually seen that one. Now I now I need to. It's really bad. Just awful. Oh, it's bad? Oh, okay. It's really bad, yeah. Is it like bad to the point where it's funny or is it just bad? I think it's just bad. But you know what? Okay. <laughs> I think you should just watch it. Because you may enjoy it. You never know. Selma Hayek. I, I, I might be willing to take that risk. Mm-hmm. It's not we'll a see how it goes. Movie, so that's a plus. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just a <laughs> western... Action oh, but you can check out. But you can check out the Pet Cemetery podcast we did because yeah. I've only watched like three scary movies in my life, and this was the third one, and we had a good podcast about it. So. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, uh, I I always have tempted to like have you on for other horror movie discussions because I I think your background is always interesting. But then I'm like, well, I don't want to scare Steph so she doesn't sleep for. Well, you know, I like the psychologically the psychologically scary ones. I think are I like them if they're well written and stuff. We'll to... So yeah, we could try. I mean, but I could like call you and go, I can't sleep. <laughs> I and you'd be like, go see a therapist. But you know, it. Go but I would, yeah. If, if it's got a psychological component, I probably like it. I'm more into if it's a well-made movie mm-hmm. across the genres, and is enjoyable to a lot of people. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like blood and gore gets a little tiring after a while. Right. Uh, and jump scares, they're not scary. It's startling, but you'll never be scared by it again. Right. That makes sense. So. And they just make me laugh. But Yeah. But anyways, um, I think that's it for plugs. Just go live your best life. Okay. Just yep. Best life. Oh, I like that. that. should be the slogan for our podcast. Go live your best go life. Go live your best life. I like that. Yeah. That's what I, uh, you know, tell people in my life. Like, they're like, hey, I'm gonna go go leave for them. Like, all right, go live your best life. So. Oh, I like that. Yep. I like that. Oh yeah, that should be like our tagline. We. I think that's an episode title this week is "Go Live Your Best Life." Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, nice. everyone, go live your best life. And with that said, we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye.